0: You were about to enter Chuck versus the podcast, the place for people who love Chuck and the people who work on Chuck. The only show that takes you behind the scenes with the stars. Yvonne Strahovski. Yeah. Zachary Levi. Joshua Gomez. Ryan McFarland. Adam Balboa.
1: Sarah Lancaster.
0: Interactive Interviews. Julia Ling. Phil Clemmer. All the cast. Dixon High. Tony Hale. Scott Krinsky. Mark Christopher Lawrence.
2: Anita Federici.
0: Fun hosts.
2: This is Mel. This is Liz. Now you can see how wacky we are.
0: The writers. Ali Adler, Scott Rosenbaum. Jeff Barrow. The editors. Matt Barber, Jeff Granville, Kevin Mock. Contests.
2: We are giving away a Chuck Trust Kit.
0: The directors. Jason Lindsay, Norman Buckley. The guest stars. Steve Austin. Kristen Griff. The music. This is Tim Jones. Guest hosts.
2: I'm Kaylee from Toronto.
0: Conventions.
2: Lights come up and here comes Jeffster out on stage.
0: Set visits. This is the guy right here. And much more. Are you ready? This is Gray.
2: This is Mel. This is
0: Liz. And we want to welcome you to Chuck Versus the Podcast, episode 49 for Friday, April 9th, 2010. In case you missed it, last week we released two episodes back-to-back, including an exclusive interview with writer Matt Miller, who wrote Chuck vs. the American Hero. And this week we'll also be bringing you two episodes, one today and one tomorrow. The one today focuses on our discussion of Chuck Versus the other guy... Plus, the latest Chuck news and spoilers. Episode 50, tomorrow, features Mel's report from WonderCon, which is going to be awesome.
2: It was awesome, but we'll save that for tomorrow. Uh, The overnight ratings for Chuck versus The Other Guy are in, and they're pretty much on par with last week's ratings. There was a slight uptick in overall viewers, with 5.79 million fans turning in to watch the original season finale of Chuck. And the demo, the eighteen to forty-nine demo, stayed the same at two point one. Um, so it was level from week to week. Which uh, a few commenters on ChuckTV.net pointed out that Chuck was up against the last part of the NCAA basketball championship game um, on the West Coast. So they were saying that that you know may have hurt. The ratings a little bit and we're praising Chuck for having stayed strong, you know, stayed uh, level with last week uh, under that kind of competition, which that does make sense. And it hadn't occurred to me that that would impact the ratings. So good call, guys. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it looks like another, you know, decent uh, ratings week for Chuck. And um, we look forward to seeing that pattern continue where it uh, rises like we saw last season.
0: I'll take an uptick.
3: I'll
1: take an uptick. I'm, I'm confident that it will too. Mm-hmm. And in other news, Yvonne appeared in a beautiful photo shoot in, uh, for a French magazine gala where she models some of the hot fashion trends for spring. You can visit net for the full set of scans. And, uh, Yvonne was also a guest on last week's edition of G4's Attack of the Show. And although the the interviewer was less than savory, she handled herself pretty well, and we were treated to some some uh, exciting clips from episode three thirteen, Chuck versus the other guy, and episode three fourteen, Chuck versus the honeymooners. She also fesses up on why she's not attending WonderCon; she has Lakers tickets. Mm. I hope they're courtside. <laughs> I <laughs> was- would
0: guess they are.
2: It was pretty cute. She said that maybe it wasn't so much for the basketball, more for the pretzels. <laughs> the pretzels.
3: <laughs> but, but
2: she said she was spending some time with her friends, so yeah, that's cool. But the boy, the the uh, scene they showed from Chuck versus the Honeymooners,
3: mm-hmm.
2: that was pretty cool.
3: Mm.
0: Cool. You can
2: sit through the rest of the interview. It's it's uh, worth seeing for those clips
0: alone. Mm-hmm. Well, as we mentioned, E! Online's annual Save One Show poll is down to the final five, and Chuck is still a contender. So you can vote as often as you wish, I think. Uh, I've, For me, I've had trouble voting more than once in a day, but other people have reported that they can just refresh and vote again. So test, and your mileage may vary, but be sure to stop by and, and at least put in one vote per day. And um, and let's make sure that... I, I, I heard that Chuck is... is Near the top, and I don't know how they knew this because I couldn't see statistics anywhere, but somebody said that Chuck was not quite on top, so they do definitely need your votes on that Save One show. And uh, you can also follow Kristen on Twitter because there's some extra functions that can be enabled on Twitter, Um something... I don't know. They they like to do that to get more people following them on Twitter. But hey, let's let's support Chuck any way we can. And speaking of supporting Chuck any way we can, we also want to remind you about our, our Chuck Declassified campaign. And I must say that there have been some fun ads that have been coming in, and and Mal's been posting a few of them on Twitter. And and have you also been putting a few on the site?
2: Not yet, not yet. I wanted to wait until we had a pretty good collection before we shared them. But there's some really creative stuff. I'm I'm proud of you guys, Chucksters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have me laughing.
0: <laughs> yeah. So uh, so definitely make sure you follow chucktv.net on Twitter for those updates. They're really really cool. And so please let's come up with some creative ideas, but I would remind you um uh, I don't think I mentioned this on the podcast uh, but um I had an experience in university. Did I did I mention that one about the um no, no? okay, well there there was a, a friend of mine who was in visual arts and he was in a um in a competition where the purpose of the competition was to design an ad that was the most visually appealing. And the way they tested is they actually bought a group of people around the, the campus at university where I was at, and they would look to see which poster up, caught their eye first. And the the friend of mine who won this contest, his poster was a very small um, white card that all it said was made you look. <laughs> And he would—he could put it in the bottom right-hand corner of a poster board. He could put it in the top. He could put it in the middle of a wall. Um, there could be co- really colorful posters around it, and the one that always caught your eye was the simplest one. And mm-hmm. so wow. make make sure that um, less is more. The fewer words you use, and the more white space is there, the more likely it is to actually catch somebody's eye. So just a little design tip for you. But you can uh, stop by Chuck T- ChuckTV.net for all the uh, rules of the contest, find out what you can win, how you can win, and uh, and also some suggestions on where you can post ads for free, and um, and some ideas for ways of structuring your ad. And uh, let's have a lot of fun with this.
2: And so far, you guys do seem to be having a lot of fun, which was our intent. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I, if, if it's making us laugh, then it's got to be making other people laugh and hopefully tune in.
0: Hmm, and uh, I think I do think it's worth mentioning. Somebody had a question about, um, well, why why would this be helpful? Um, because does it really matter if I'm not a Nielsen viewer if I'm watching live? And uh, I think Mel, you had a really good uh, answer to that email. What, why don't you share on the podcast uh, what you said?
2: Well, I said that really this is a kind of a two pronged approach. Um, yes, the Nielsen viewers are the ones whose viewing habits are what impact ratings. But by casting such a wide net, we're hoping that we're going to. Catch some of those Nielsen families in 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 the people that are paying attention to these ads, and maybe recruit some new viewers. Plus, it just brings more attention to Chuck as a show, which in turn um, we hope will draw some additional media attention, like we had last year with our campaign. So it's you know it's not just about finding that Nielsen viewer and bringing them into the viewership fold. It's you know it's got more layers to it than just that. But of course, those are the people that we're really hoping to attract to uh, watch the show, to watch
0: Chuck. Mm-hmm. And one person who is a Nielsen viewer has a huge impact on, like, what is it? I mean, it depends on the city, but one viewer watching Chuck can can represent 50,000 people.
2: That's right. And I did want to point out that um, one of our commenters on ChuckTV.net posted today that he's been selected to be a Nielsen family using the diary. Where you write down what you've watched for a week, and he's so excited because he gets to help promote his show in that way. Um, you know, it's not as exciting or sexy as being a Nielsen having the box mm-hmm. where you know your rating, your viewership habits are um picked up overnight, and that's what the fast overnights are that we report on Tuesday mornings, but they do still impact the ratings, you know, after I think it within um a week of the the diaries being turned in those are um shows viewing habits recorded for a week and they're written down in this little diary and then they're mailed back in and then those are added to the final tally of the ratings mm-hmm. so it, it does still have an impact and it was uh it was really nice of him to post that he wanted to be anonymous so um he he posted under an assumed name but um he was really excited about getting a chance to support the show in a really tangible way like that, so kudos and and uh, I'm excited for him that he gets a chance.
0: Very very cool. Yeah. And uh, I I again want to mention a very important announcement which I mentioned last week, and that is that um, we are discontinuing one of the iTunes feeds. So if you get the podcast from iTunes, you need to please check your iTunes and see if uh, check the title of the podcast. And at the end of the title, if it says Enhanced AAC, um, that is the one that's going to be discontinued on April 15th. So you what you need to do is unsubscribe from that one. And then you can go to chuckpodcast.com and find a link to the new version of the podcast on iTunes. Or what you can do is do a search in the iTunes Music Store for Chuck versus the Podcast. And you want to choose the podcast that doesn't have brackets at the end. So it will not say enhanced AAC. And a reminder that we will always offer an audio-only version, which at iTunes is Chuck versus the podcast, brackets, MP3. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I I know that sounds really exciting to you
3: guys. Yeah, that's hot.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
2: And if you're looking for something to do while well, Chuck is in reruns for the next couple of weeks, um, a lot of people have been posting, of course, their reviews and several different interviews. Um, Mo Ryan has a two-part interview plus her thoughts on Chuck versus the other guy, and those are at the um, Chicago Tribune. She also just posted an interview with Yvonne Strahovsky, which is definitely worth a read. So stop by there um, or just do a search for Mo Ryan Chicago Tribune and you'll see her different articles. Um, you can also check out Alan Sepinwall's review, which we like to read every week, mm-hmm. and uh, Jace from the Televisionary. He also has his review up; uh, another one worth reading. It's always interesting to get all these different points of view on the on the episode, and a lot of times when I'm reading him, I get an aha moment yeah. where something that I missed when I was watching it the first eight or nine times. <laughs> um, like, oh yeah, yeah especially the pop culture references. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Now, the Pretty in Pink, that one I got. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of hard to miss that one. <laughs> um, we also uh, will have the video of Zachary Levi's appearance on George Lopez from Thursday night, posted at ChuckTV.net. And uh, I, this is one that I was supposed to have posted several weeks ago. I apologize for not doing that. Um, when Josh Gomez was in TV Guide in the beginning, uh, beginning of March, they posted a video of the photo shoot and it's pretty cute it's worth checking that out it's on YouTube we've got a link in our news roundup at Mm checktv.net and again don't forget to vote uh, at the Save One Show poll
0: yep and I I especially like Mo Ryan's uh, interviews with Chris Fedak those were great
2: she got a little hardcore with him
0: yep she did
2: she's not afraid to go there so props to her
0: yep Mm -hmm. and speaking about people's opinions about the episodes
2: hey let's give ours
0: Yes! Now, that was a good segue. I, I think that was one of the better ones.
2: Yeah. We're getting better at
3: this.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Chuck 313, which was Chuck versus the other guy, otherwise known as the episode that could have been the finale. And uh, boy, it sure felt like one.
2: They had everything in there, but
1: the kitchen sink, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. they did. Wow. They did. They did. You know, and uh, um, going back to what you said about the, the pep. Pop culture references. Did you also catch the Star Wars one?
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. All. Yeah.
0: Morgan yeah.
2: was on fire in this episode. That oh, movie. absolutely. Yeah. My opinion, he owned the show. Mm, it yeah. was very difficult for me to pick a breakout character from this episode because everybody was bringing it. Mm-hmm. But boy, Morgan—he made a case. He made a case for himself. Yeah. And now he's an official spy, much to General Beckman's
1: dismay.
0: <laughs> For me, the MVP was Yvonne Strahovski.
1: She, you know, yeah, you, I see it, Gray. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like I, I think she had a lot to do. Um, now I think what happens with Yvonne is we see her bring it every week, and so we just get used to her ability to do to do this. But if you really look at what she had to do in this episode, um, she she really did a great job.
1: You know, I think my favorite moment was her and Chuck when she finally says, yes, Chuck. Um, and then they kind of giggle together. Uh huh. I just, that was just so sweet. Oh yeah. So the huge cute. smiles. Yeah.
2: And they're just, just so little, giddy that they're yeah. both in the same place at the same time. Yeah. yeah. And able to, yeah, able to say this to each other. And yeah, I, I saw a couple of comments about that the, the kiss in that scene. And then at the end, Mm-hmm. Was not as passionate as um, fans expected, but
0: I don't know. And then I, don't I saw a lot,
2: of, a lot of other people responded. What were you watching?
0: <laughs> 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 I kind of
2: get it though because it was um, it was sweeter.
0: Yeah, it was. A, it was a sweet moment.
2: It was, yeah. and they were, and and somebody mentioned, well, it looked like they were about to bust out laughing. Mm-hmm. Well, and I was I was thinking, well, yeah, they're just so giddy that yeah. it's finally happening. I mean. We're yeah. giddy as fans, and I think the characters are giddy too. So
0: yeah, and he's yeah. he's sitting there in his underwear holding a plastic guitar, <laughs> drunk, yeah. Yeah. um, drunken in a sugar rush yes. from the mint <laughs> ice cream. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh oh yeah, gosh. I mean, I mean that that line, and especially and this is where I I could just I could just hear as I was as I was watching the episode, I could hear people cheering, like you know, um, Independence Day, how you can hear people cheering outside. I could yeah. just imagine people cheering when sarah said i fell for you a long long time ago after yeah, you fixed my was... phone and before you started diffusing bombs with computer viruses yeah Meaning <laughs> i
3: loved that
2: that that too.
0: basically that moment where i think the moment she fell in love was when the ballerina the ballerina yeah. in the in the pilot yeah and it was so that. awesome to hear her validate that
1: yeah, was, that was that was uh just such a tender moment. Um It was well done. Um No, she didn't come out and say, I love you, Chuck. But I, she didn't need to. No, Man. Yeah, it she was pretty obvious to. what she was saying. Yesterday. Yeah, it was in her, my it was Chuck. In her face it was a hor- in her whole yeah, countenance. Know. You're yeah. still my Chuck.
0: Yeah, my <laughs> Chuck. <laughs> that was so cute. <laughs>
2: that got a yeah. huge awe at WonderCon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, oh, WonderCon, they must love that Star Wars reference.
2: Yes. Oh, they loved the whole episode. Yeah. They were cheering and gasping and laughing and oh my gods and yeah yeah. and yeah it was it was very well received.
0: Mm. Just just in case you're you're not understanding the Star Wars reference, that's that's of course talking about when um when Chuck tells Morgan that Morgan is his only um, team member and Morgan says no. There is another.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: referring to Empire Strikes Back.
1: It, that was. Oh my gosh. Which, by the way, is my favorite. Yeah. That was my favorite. Out of all the Star Wars movies, that one was my favorite. Mm hmm. Mine too.
0: Even though it didn't really end.
2: <laughs> I know. I don't care. It's you know, good stuff in it.
0: <laughs> yeah. It was It was and cool. No Ewoks. So, yeah. I like it. And no Jar Jar Binks. When
2: I first saw and I was like, Eight or yeah, no
0: judge
2: our yeah, no Jar Jar Binks.
0: Yeah, no Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. Anyway, we're not talking about Star Wars. We're talking no. about Chuck. No,
2: yeah. we're talking about Chuck. Yep.
0: Chuck um, and
2: Sarah finally together. Mm-hmm. But what a ride to get there.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and I, I have to uh, mention a couple of points. Um, one of the things that Jace Lakob mentioned in his write-up was um, that in one episode, all the main characters seemed to get what they want. And and not only that, but in the stretch of the episode, at the beginning of the episode, they clearly don't have it. And then, bang! I mean, Morgan gets to be on Team Bartowski. Yeah. <laughs> and and um, Chuck and Sarah get to profess their love and be together. Um, Casey gets fully reinstated. And... Um
2: and he gets to blackmail Beckman. And, I think yeah. that should be included and in he gets what he wants.
0: Yeah. And I and I would have to add that fans get what they want because they get yes. to see Chuck and Sarah together. They get to see Shaw dead.
3: Boy. Right.
0: <laughs> I can hear the was, cheering at that at that there moment was, too.
2: The, there was a lot of cheering for that at one yeah. point too. So in case there were any doubts. But yeah, poor, that was Poor
1: Brandon Roth. Yeah.
2: <laughs> he just <laughs> well, they Poor said, guy. you know, they, they said they warned him. Yeah. Even signed on for the role that he, his character was not going to be well liked.
0: Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah. they,
2: they weren't wrong.
0: <laughs> yeah. And some, some, some cool things I, I thought in this episode, Um, they were, I mean, some were, were more overt and some, some were more subtle, but um, it was all about in a lot of ways, Pe- people listening to chuck and and valuing chuck in his ability to um to be a real spy and it, especially because of his his gaff at the beginning where he calls in the tactical assault and uh and the, the the bill is big bigger than atlas shrugged and and from that moment nobody's taking him seriously but he's the only one who who knew that, that Shaw was bad. That's right. Nobody listened to him. Um, yeah. He and I thought I loved how at the end, the Intersect didn't do it for him, but his intelligence and mm-hmm. his his skills did.
1: Yeah. Yes.
2: Uh, that was very nice to have them spell it out for us, mm-hmm. to have Shaw actually say, you can't do it because you can't flash because of your emotions. And mm-hmm. then Chuck is still able to do what he has to do, and and w- without relying on the intersect. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad there's no doubt
1: about that. Um, yeah. Well, I liked what when Kay- when they were on the plane, um, Chuck and Casey, and Casey told him before you were a spy, before you had the intersect, you were smart. Yeah. Boy, Casey and the pep talks this season, huh?
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> well, and and Why? I love the fact, like it could be because ostensibly. Casey, I mean, we see him smoking a cigar. He's, he's back in business. He's bartering for his reinstatement. He wants his crown Vic. And so in, 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 in one way we see, okay, the old Casey's back, but he's not the old Casey anymore. He, not only no. is he giving this pep talk to Chuck and, and really, really taking him under his wing, but he's actually going to bat for Morgan. I mean, right. to think how far Casey had to go to go to bat for Morgan.
1: <laughs> There's some character progression. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That really, it didn't surprise me. And I kind of wondered, um, well, it was either that or go back and hang out with um, Jeff and Lester.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so
1: really, there wasn't a choice, was
2: there? Uh. No. <laughs> well, uh, let's talk a little bit about Shaw becoming so unstable, mm-hmm. um, which Chuck was trying to get everybody to see,
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, that was so, um, when I did those, um, annoyingly vague post Olympic spoilers, I said that there was a faint and a double cross mm-hmm. and they were both in this episode and the faint was Shaw telling Sarah, yeah, you killed my wife, but we can still work together. It's going to be fine.
3: Mm hmm.
2: Um so if you know he he takes her he kidnaps her we think and Chuck thinks and he brings in the tank which led to that really fabulous uh, <laughs> line from Sarah thanks you know I appreciated the tank yeah. that was that was cool yeah um but you know they they think that that he snapped that he's going to kill Sarah and then he turns it into no we can work together and they have this really tender bonding moment which of course Chuck misinterprets but when they're hugging,
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, that's the faint because you think Shaw's gonna kill her, and then it turns out, oh no, he's not. He's not. He's not bad. But Chuck, Chuck knows. Chuck goes with his gut.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: He knows something's off. And then yeah. in the end, yeah, Shaw did double cross. Yeah,
1: and I like that he used the word unhinged.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Um, you know, he he said to Beckman, "You can't go through what he went through, and and not." have that affect you. Mm -hmm. He was right. No one would believe him. You know, Beckman was looking at him as the this perfect ultimate spy. And I think Sarah was too. You know, he's the perfect spy, the good spy, but no, they killed his wife. And he's been on a revenge
2: mission for five years. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody else was, I think because Chuck is the emotional core of, of the group. He's the one who was really able to tap in to what Shaw was feeling and and understand that this is not just, oh yeah, my wife died five years ago. I'm moving on with Sarah now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I think it was because of Chuck's emotions that he was able to figure it out.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus I,
2: Morgan with the eagle eye on the fake foo.
0: Yeah. Oh, that was great. I love that Morgan was one who, who discovered it. I um, did too. It, cause you, you, you really get the sense that as, as much as we laugh at him, he could be a value to the team in some small way.
1: And I think that's why I I said that for me, he was, he owned the show because I had been so frustrated and aggravated with him, you know, in season one and season two. And this season, Morgan has gone through his own transformation and has stepped up and he's still Morgan, but he's, uh, he's, he's evolving as well. And, uh, I think by the end of the show, he had taken on, he was the new old Chuck. Mm-hmm. If you, if you know what I mean, he gets his job back at the Bymore, but now he's a spy and he can't tell anybody.
0: <laughs> Morgan, stay in the car.
1: That's right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> exactly. But that'll have probably be with Casey and that's, yeah. Yeah. That's comedy gold.
0: Oh, yeah. and, and the, uh, I mean, it's a little bit spoiler, but it's a little bit not because it was in the, the preview for, What's upcoming in the next few weeks? Mm-hmm. Casey mm-hmm. training Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm, gasps> oh, my goodness. I, I'm
2: also looking forward to Ellie smacking him over the head with a frying pan. Yeah. I mean, what is the context for that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I getting drunken and decent, but
0: I'm not mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Well, and that's
2: the running gag.
0: <laughs> we have to mention some great scenes between Morgan and Big Mike. Um, yes, and you oh. know as- it's interesting as much as they were funny at the same time on my second or third time watching the episode, I noticed boy that that last scene was actually pretty touching,
2: mm-hmm. I thought the first scene was pretty touching, where it was mm-hmm. kind of he, father, son, it was poignant, yeah, 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 that got me but mm-hmm. i think i was you know in an emotional mood anyway so <laughs> it was cuz yeah hey we're finally going to see it
0: <laughs> yeah and uh, we we have to mention oh and and i should mention just to just a little b- backtrack um this episode was written by chris fedak um it was directed by peter lauer and it was edited by matt barber and all all three of those guys did an excellent ex- excellent job with this episode some great writing in it some great lines um mm-hmm. But uh, that whole Guitar Hero whiskey scene, uh, mixing gaming with whiskey.
2: Oh, and then he flashes, and the next thing you know, Morgan's tied up on the floor with the. Keys.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and, and
2: then uh, Sarah comes in, pulls the knife out of her out of her bra. <laughs> and we it's off. If it's off camera, which you have to think is the, you know the 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 editors and in, in the and the 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 reverence for gaming, I uh-huh. think they, they just couldn't bear to see her cut the the chords.
0: <laughs> yeah. Controls. Oh, and and uh, <laughs> and I love Morgan's line about uh, soon it's going to go dark and you're going to be quoting John Hughes <laughs> mo- <laughs> movies, and then
3: misquoting.
0: And and then if you leave now, that song has a special significance for me because um, a friend of mine. Was so in love with that song back in I think the eighth or ninth grade, um, when uh, Pretty in Pink came out, or yeah, I think it was in Pretty in Pink. Um, yeah, he literally made a cassette. This is back in cassette tape days. Mm-hmm. That it was only if you leave over and over and over and <laughs> over. And so anytime time you went riding with him in his car, and he had the only car, um, you had to <laughs> listen to this song over and over. And over, and if you went to his house, you had to listen to that song over and over <laughs> and over so when when, uh, when Morgan leaves and you hear the scratched record as he's turning it off and say, "You ruined that song for me <laughs> it, it, it had a special sig- significance. you for could me. relate to that I, I could Is that what you're saying though I have to I have to draw a, 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 a sort of tie because i was I was thinking about the fact that this particular episode. Of Chuck, I could watch over and over and over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I most most of them I can watch two or three times. Um, but this one, boy, I, I think you just watch it over and over. I mean, there's so so many different layers and so much great stuff in it.
3: Yeah,
1: I had an OMG moment in this one, mm-hmm. and maybe it's not everybody's, but for me it was because I did I didn't see it coming. Was finding was seeing that Chuck was the waiter. Oh. That was my OMG. I because totally I it, it, I don't when know. When the guy I was, came
2: and put the drink down, weren't you kinda
1: like what? No, because <laughs> I was so for this. <laughs> no, because I was so focused on what was going on
3: mm-hmm.
1: that anything else I and that's the way I watch shows is if a scene is really I'm so focused on a scene, I don't often notice a song that's playing in the background or something that's going on behind you know, behind the person, you know, so I miss a lot of that. So, um, I guess that reduces me to, I don't know, ignorant status, (laughs) but it's just the way I watch shows and I just wasn't paying attention to that and I wasn't looking for it.
2: I wasn't either, but I remember when the hand came with the drink, you know, it's slightly out of focus and they do this pause in their, um, you know, their big reveal of what's going to happen. I was like, okay, so dramatic pause or what's, you know, and then. I, I didn't really give it much thought. It was just kind of a fleeting. That's kind of odd. Mm-hmm. And then to see Chuck, it all made sense. Yeah, it mm.
1: didn't register. So I kind of went, "Oh, oh,
0: yeah." Honestly, I th- I thought from from the moment they arrived in France, that was such a tremendous sequence. Um, yeah. I mean, for everything from, uh, him taking her to the place where there, there was a red test and that and that drug. What what a perfect device to have her totally powerless mm-hmm. um and only able to, to listen and watch. Um and, and the the fear you can imagine as he's talking about killing her as this ring guy's there and you know, Sarah, I mean she can kick butt, but to have her completely powerless and uh um and then I like I could just imagine when Chuck shows up from the other side of the world and he's there to save her. Um and and the 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 fight sequence and uh I I thought some people might think, well, is it believable that he could flash and then not defeat Shaw? But I think it's totally believable because of the emotions of the situation. Um yeah, I- you, you see him look down at, at Sarah when the knife is going near mm-hmm. her, and it's like all of a sudden he gets totally diffused. Mm-hmm. Um I do mention a possible Mystery Men reference when he um, when he reaches for the fork instead of the knife, hmm. just, just possible. I'm not sure.
1: Mm-hmm. Or it could just be Chuck being Chuck. But... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I no, but anything. I think that was just that, that one split second of him seeing that was just enough for Shaw to take him down mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and come on. He's got, you know, barrels as arms.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: I had let out a little gasp when Shaw was
2: going over the edge of the bridge and he grabbed onto Sarah.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, I thought we were done. I thought we were rid of him. And then, nope, not quite. He's going to take Sarah with him anyway.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then, and then, of course, that scene where they wake up. Well, and, and actually to backtrack a little bit, you saw the whole reason he couldn't shoot Shaw in the cafe was he looked at Sarah and he realized, I can't shoot him because of this dilemma because I love Sarah and Mm -hmm. she won't love me if I, if I kill somebody.
2: But I have to shoot her or shoot him. Yeah. Or I lose Sarah, you know, forever. She's going to die. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it'll be, it'll be really, really interesting to see how that plays out. Um,
2: I thought it was, it was good that we, we did have that scene at the end of the episode where he does confess to Sarah that he had to shoot Shaw. Yeah, And she comes from being, it's been kind of black and white for her mm-hmm. that as soon as Chuck does this, he's crossed this line and he's no longer Chuck. And I think she's finally come to a point in her, in her thinking and in her emotions when she realizes that, no, it's not going to be black and white. Um, you know, no person can, can be black and white. I'm, I'm using those words way too much.
3: Um, <laughs>
2: but she just, she just came to a point where she was able to see that if he had to do something like that and he had a really good reason for it, it, he, he would only do something, something like that if he had a really good reason for it. And it, if the reason came from his chuckness,
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: right? For lack of a better phrase, which yeah. it did exactly. And, and so we, she kind of moved into a new, um, point of view, a new perspective as well, which I think is going to be really important if they're going to have a successful relationship, which yeah. I hope
0: they do. Well, and and it was neat because because um, not only has Chuck grown to this point and and worked through a lot of these identity issues that really have he's been wrestling with since the beginning of the season, um, but for her we see um, the, obviously this this traumatic red test experience mm-hmm. now comes to a head when she's able to to face the demons um associated with it. And
2: Yeah, and she said again in this episode that it was the worst day of her life.
0: Yeah. Um mm-hmm. so it's it's almost like she has a has closure now. Mm-hmm. I uh, kind of uh, on on this this whole red test thing.
2: I do wonder how she's if there's going to be any continuation of what she said that um or what we found out and that she now knows that she was tricked into killing Eve Mm -hmm. if they're going to play that out at all and if we're going to see maybe some distrust from her of the CIA who she's been with you know since high school Mm -hmm. if that's maybe going to be the next part of her journey
0: yeah I'm not I'm not sure I'm not sure
2: that's not that's not any prior knowledge for me I swear
0: yeah yeah (laughs) um so there there are some other things to to Uh, some great moments with General Beckman. I loved um, the clapper. <laughs>
1: <Yes>. <laughs> I, you know, as soon as I saw her do that, I I, I knew that everybody was going to be talking about that.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, and I, I love when when uh, when Chuck says to her, "Can I speak freely?" and she says, "That's not a good idea." <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, she just seems so exasperated. Yeah you know you kind i kind of get the feeling that she's just like come on you guys pull it together yeah, yeah. let's get
0: and and yet they make it happen and like i i i like she she seems like she's just at her wits end and yet they they get the results and so she has mm-hmm. to put up with them
1: mm-hmm. yeah you know and and i have to keep reminding myself that she's not there all the time to see you know everything that goes on so of course She's expecting, she gives an order. She's expecting it to be carried out the way she imagines it, the way she's been trained and the way she knows, um, that should be carried out. Um, and so I think part of her frustration with, with, uh, with Chuck is that, you know, what well, he should be further along than this. And she just, now she just doesn't know what to do with him. But she's never come up against anything like him before. He's supposed to be a spy for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's got a spy kit. Yeah, <laughs>
3: he's got his
1: badge and everything. Yeah. yeah, you know, so and but she doesn't She only, you know, she calls in, you know, once a week <laughs> or whatever it is for the report. And, you know, so she doesn't see all this stuff that we the viewers are seeing. And you know what I'm saying?
2: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She saw a lot more of this in this episode than she normally does.
1: I think she saw a lot more than she wanted to see. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: It was nice to see Sarah be the one to uh shut her down.
0: Yeah. Oh, and did. I I, I love that um James Bond moment where they turn the, the laptop away.
2: Mm-hmm. And I I really liked it that it was Sarah who turned it, yeah, shut it and told Chuck, Shut up and kiss me. And then yeah. in the in the yes, yes, yes scene, she's the one who went to him yeah. to kiss him. So she's finally being the 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 uh aggressor is too aggressive of a word, mm. but you know, she's the one who's showing him that, yes, she means it.
3: Yeah. yeah. So,
1: but that was, that was pretty funny. Very James Bondian.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: I also liked, just, I also liked that, um, and I was getting back to Morgan again, but he, I like that he was the one to talk Casey into, you know, getting out of being bimored. <laughs> um, his sense of complacency there and just settling into this boring, humdrum life. And it was it was Morgan who laid into him and said, you know, get up there. You're a spy. is what you were trained to do.
2: That reminds me of another rather poignant exchange when uh, Morgan tells Casey, enjoy my old life. And, mm-hmm. and Casey kind of mutters, yeah, you do. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, was... Great moments.
0: Yeah. Before we leave uh, the episode discussion, we have to talk about the elevator scene. <laughs>
1: Mhm.
0: Yeah. Which I thought was I thought it was just <laughs> funny. Welcome to the party. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you you must have a secretary. Um, <laughs> an assistant whatever you call. An assistant. Um, yeah. call, oh and then when the assistant comes in uh, well the, um the Spanish coup is going to happen at this time and then we're going <laughs> It's, it's like Barcelona. <laughs> but it's just like she's a real assistant reporting on the daily duties of mm-hmm. this evil spy world. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and so and so wants to, you know, talk about the ransom. And yeah, I, you know, that was pretty funny. Tick, tick, tick.
1: That was pretty funny. Yeah. I thought it was funny before they went down the shaft, the elevator shaft there, just before they went down and, uh, Shaw tells Chuck to trust him or something like that. Yeah. It's not going to be like in the warehouse. Just trust yeah. me. And Chuck's like, uh, yeah. oh
0: well, and the last <laughs> yeah, thing you right. want to do after consuming a lot of scotch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: And then the accidental bullets going down the elevator shaft.
3: Uh
0: huh.
2: Mm, boy, they just. It, this was such a good episode.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was Man. packed. It was, it, and it was packed without feeling rushed.
2: Yeah, it's yeah. true. It felt like a whole
1: two-hour movie. Mm-hmm. It was a well-proportioned episode.
0: Yeah. Which which makes you wonder in the two-hour finale uh, what that's going to be like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that going to feel like Lord of the Rings?
2: Fine by me. That's my yeah. favorite. Those are my mm-hmm. favorite
3: movies. So.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm down with that.
0: Yeah. Cool. So I think that's all we have for this episode discussion.
2: We want to thank um, SyrianJunkies.de. De. They are the largest German language television fan site. And if you can read German and you like television, stop by syrianjunkies.de. We also are sponsored by MovieMorons.com. It's a podcast about film where they talk about all things movies and they are not morons. Mm
0: -hmm. That's
2: uh, MovieMorons.com.
0: Very cool. And so we're going to wrap things up for this week. We want to remind you to um, always check the podcast site for updates, ChuckPodcast.com. You can go to chuckpodcast.blip.tv for um, all of our back catalog of episodes. And you can also support us a little bit by doing that. Every time you play an episode at blip.tv, it helps us a little bit. I want to remind you again about um, make sure you switch to the new iTunes feed if you do get podcasts through iTunes. And um, and so there may be some hiccups uh, there on some of the other sites like uh, the Zune site and uh, podcast alley sometimes are a little slow with updating their feeds. So always come to chuckpodcast.com or chuckpodcast.blip.tv if you want the latest on how to get the podcast.
1: And if you have any questions or comments, uh, feel free to share them with us. We love getting your emails and and listening to what you guys have to say. Sometimes you guys come up with, why didn't you talk about this on your podcast? Well, you know, we we try and cover everything, but you guys come up with stuff too, and we love to hear from you. So go on and shoot all that over to us um, using the email address, mail at chuckpodcast.com.
2: And we wanted to remind you that Chuck is in reruns for the next couple of Mondays, Uh, April 12th, they will be rerunning Chuck versus First Class. And on April the 19th, it's Chuck versus the Beard. And then new episodes resume on April 26th. And that's because, as we mentioned earlier, the season finale uh, is on May 24th and it will be two episodes back to back. So they were making a little uh, room there. So the, the back six episodes will air uh, all in a row. Uh, And we also will be taking a little break from the podcast ourselves. But you can check us out on MediaJunkyard.com on their uh, podcast. And uh, we'll see you next time.
0: And we don't have any spoilers this week. So I just want to say until next time, which actually will be tomorrow. uh, Watch for our podcast talking about all the great stuff at WonderCon. See you then. Bye-bye. Bye.